Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Relatable Podcast, a safe space for open and honest conversations created for Black people. This podcast explores how we relate to one another in our intimate connections, friendships, family, and everything in between. Hosted by three Caribbean women. I am Fiona, a single mom. I'm Shaween, a very near empty nester. And I'm Chantal, a free-spirited monogamist. Relatable, because a shared journey brings hope. Welcome to the third episode of Your Mama, where this week we continue our conversations all about our relationship with our mums. But my mother was a young mother and she Mm -hmm. was learning as she go. And let me tell you, that woman has taught me the spirit of adventures. She has taught me how to appreciate travel and culture. My mother worked double shifts, but on the weekends, the weekends were hers for her child. Nobody calls she. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's taking her child to York for the day. All right. Okay. Or she's sending her child, which would be me. I'm the child. <laughs> <laughs> she's sending her down to London to be with her godmother. You see all these mothers I mm-hmm. had in my life and I would spend, you know, this time in London with my godmother who lived pretty much next to um, Wimbledon. Oh, oh, darling. Wow. Oh, darling. darling. Oh, darling. Oh, darling. Did you have Porsche, strawberries Porsche. and cream? And you yeah. better to us believe we had strawberries and cream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and my godmother was a barrister. Ooh. Oh. Excuse me. From Antigua. All oh, right. So I saw Caribbean women in the 80s mm-hmm. being barristers, mm-hmm. owning their homes, taking their godchild to Covent Garden. Thank and you. And to the opera and to the ballet. And my mother made that possible. Because she was working her ass off. Right. And listen, Alvin Ailey coming to Leeds, my mother finding a way to take her child. Okay? Miss Vanessa that's Roach, amazing. Paris. Yeah, right. Alvin Ailey, Let big. me tell you, my mother was no <laughs> joke. And so this love that I have from the arts, I know that she poured that into me. And yes, there were times in my life where my grandmother was the one to give me the tenderness that I craved. I was a sensitive child. I am a sensitive adult. Sometimes my mother just didn't have time for my sensitive ass. Okay. 
<laughs> oh, you know, maybe right. she is, it's not something that <laughs> no. she's used to. And, and also, I don't even know if my grandmother showed her that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my grandmother showed me that. So I knew that I had a safe space on my grandmother's lap. Right? I may not have been sure about that from my mother, but she ensured that I knew. Listen, my mom would say, okay, you're going by your grandmother. I can't take you on right now. And fine. Yeah. But I also understood that she was doing that for her well-being as well. I'm sure I got on her nerves. My God, I was a sensitive child. You think I cry now? Lord, as a child. Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. But you know, the, 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 the thing is, is that as mothers, we need to be doing specific things to ensure that we are good mothers mm-hmm. okay we need to do certain things to make us happy like having a break a break okay thank you having a break oh my god if you do not have a, a break from your children you will be a horrible parent because <laughs> you will be ratty crabby because you haven't been able to give yourself some time and attention okay mm. and i always say having sex helps a whole load Okay, mm-hmm. when you finish, get some. Hey, you want to do some homework? <laughs> hey, you want to go and play? Hey, I let's go blow some bubbles. Are <laughs> like, you so happy? When you don't Those get endorphins, got you going. Hey, like, everything going. Everything. You want to watch the most annoying everything. cartoon? Let's go. When you don't get nothing, you don't. You just don't have the energy. You need to do things to uplift yourself. So mm. you have to take time. So your mom. Her understanding, okay, I need some time, is not saying I am dismissing my child. Absolutely not. But I need this time in order for me to be a better parent for my child. Absolutely. Yes, that's what she... And and I was lucky because my aunts, because I grew up in Leeds, for those of you that don't know. So I am very much an island girl. Don't get it twisted. Okay. But for the first 11 years of my life, I grew up in Leeds and in Headingley, which at the time was quite posh. eh? Headingley. Headingley, darling. Headingley. 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 I know. Okay. okay. Note, I said... At the time, I know was heading quite posh. Um, <laughs> oh, is it good now? It's kind of, it kind of, it kind of not, it kind of not posh. <laughs> but listen, back in the day, Headingley, you know, and we had my mom. Listen, my mom is a gangster. Okay, my mom got us an apartment in an apartment complex that did not allow children. Oh, how okay, she because my mom is a gangster, right? right? And my mom. I don't know what she tells to the people, but she's like, look, this is where I want to live. This is going to be my flat. You don't worry about my child. Okay. My child will be fine. Mm -hmm. This flat. And now looking back at the flat, I can understand why they said no children. (laughs) The flat was beautiful. And my mom is a single mom, you know, right? Mm -hmm. And it had this, um, the dining area with this huge, it was almost all glass. So I understand in terms of health and safety, perhaps why. And it was very easy to open those windows. Hey. Yeah. Okay. That's 1980s health and safety exactly. there for you. Oh boy, <laughs> let me tell you. Now. And we were directly across from Hyde Park and then Leeds University was just so. Mm-hmm. And then the cricket ground in, in Headingley, like in the summers. Oh, it was so beautiful. Me and my mom would go on the balcony and we would see the cricket from and my mother did that shit this black caribbean woman <laughs> right determined that her child is gonna have the type of life she not care how many hours she have to work my mom used to work in catering for royal mail yeah mm. and so her shifts were always up and down the place but luckily my aunts 
lived very nearby. My aunts, in fact, lived right next to my middle school, Bedford Fields Middle School, which at, at the time, again, was posh. It is not now. Mm-mm. It is not. I, now. I, I know it. Bedford Fields. I know Jesus, Lord, help us. Okay. What happened? But, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? But my aunts lived right next to my school. So when my mom had to work the night shift, she would take me to my aunts and I would stay with them. And the next morning, I go, like you literally, school. the school was right there. Brap. Mm-hmm. So I had this village of mothers and mother figures. And mm-hmm. I feel like my mom, on reflection, was very instrumental in creating that around her child. That her child knew, okay, mommy may not be here, but you have auntie this and auntie that. Nana just lives on a bus ride away. You know, your cousins in Chapel Town. Like, and even like my sister's godmother, who... Actually, she should have been my godmother. But anyway, <laughs> anywho, Auntie Heather, like I had Heather. Auntie Heather was an extension of my aunt. She was my mom's best friend and still is. So I had all these people around me. And so when we moved to Nevis, I also had that already. I had Miss Paris down the road, Janet, Ronnie, this person, that. Because my mom worked a lot and my mom traveled and my mom went to school. My mom I don't even know where she she created this impetus to further her education because it wasn't shown to her. You know, my grandmother yeah. and my grandfather were working. They were part of the Windrush generation. They come over here to work, to make a better life. And they were busy. Hello. Yeah. They were busy people. But my mom, I remember, I must, I, I, I tend to get the ages kind of mixed up, but I think I was maybe between five and seven, my mom was here and got the opportunity to go to university in the Bahamas. Okay. So my mom had, she left to go and study in the Bahamas and she was determined that she would not be separated from me for so long. So she then decided to send me to Nevis for the Mm -hmm. years that she was studying so that it would be easier for her to come and see me during the term times. Yeah. So I had this wonderful experience with my great-grandmother. Wow. I lived with my great-grandmother for two whole full years of my life. Of course, I had already known her. I used to see her every other summer. So I had, I knew Mama. Mm -hmm. I knew Mama Lou, but I then spent these two whole years with her. And it was freaking amazing. Girl, you've you've had a proper village. A proper eh? village of mothers. Yeah. Yeah. Proper, proper village of mothers. And I now recognize, like I said, that my mother purposefully did that. Yeah. You know, I remember missing my mom, but not feeling that she wasn't around. That she wasn't around. Mm -hmm. You know, because my mom, my mom and I had a lot of fun together because she wasn't that much older than me. So when I was smaller, we actually had quite a lot of fun Mm. and I traveled quite. And my mom, when I think about it, you know, in the 70s, deciding to get on a plane and go and travel with her 18 month old child. Like, that's brave. Who does that? That But I don't even think that she recognizes how brave she was. I don't think she understands fully. Shawin, going back to you and your mom, I think through how you describe your mom and how you describe your father, I think you are the perfect mixture of the two. And I'll explain. You said your mom is very determined, very focused, 
very driven and she she was driven in a way that's not it's not seen as very exciting okay an accountant thing provider this you know straight and narrow focus your father is a jovial happy living life enjoyment following what makes you happy and just you know walk into a room and just light it up right mm-hmm. and as if you have like combined the two you have been very focused on going for what makes you happy but that's now that's now Mm-mm-mm-mm. that's now uh-oh, where to uh-oh. me as a teenager getting to know yourself you were very driven in doing what the fuck you wanted oh okay all right okay? Let's, let's, yes. then you had a period of oh shit I need to calm down. <laughs> and then you've broken out it like, fuck everybody. I do my own sh- I'm fall I'm driven to following what makes me happy. Yeah. So I think you have a very good balance, actually. Yeah, but that's over time. I definitely, definitely as a child was very fuck everybody. Mm, very much. I love In that. Fact, oh, I love so that. Much, so much. So I have a story when I was pregnant with <laughs> When I was why pregnant with Haley, because it's going to be epic. That's why. When I was pregnant with Haley, and Haley is my eldest, I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was eighteen, and I Haley's dad is a Bobo Dread. What Rasta. is a Bobo Dread? Oh, break it down. A Come Bobo on, dread, I know what full, you mean, but I want you to break it down. Rasta going to Tabernacle and beating <sighs> drums and egg. I did it all. All right. And <laughs> imagine going from somebody who jumps carnival, jumping carnival, pamili, which means don't okay. care, mm-hmm. I don't care, from that type of teenager to a complete 180. Yeah, very con- like Bobo Jazz are very conservative. Very conservative. You had your head wrapped. I had my head wrapped. Covered I from? Covered from foot. top to toe. Mm-hmm. Women, and if you have your period, you can't you come in the temple. You cannot come and lie down. I went from completely pamili. Oh, I don't care, to completely conservative young lady and I was pregnant. So I met my <laughs> I met my uncle on the streets in the boulevard one day. He had not seen me for probably about a year, two years. And he said to me, My God, look at you. What have you done to yourself? You're pregnant. And he was giving me like just throwing chat gas in the road, telling me off in the road. In, in public. In, in front public, of in front of people that in the ghetto, so in front traumatic. of all the fellas in the boulevard oh, and yeah, telling yeah, yeah. me off. And trust me, the Bobo <laughs> Dread Rasta just flip and I lift up my dress and I tell him to kiss my ass. All of y'all, yes. kiss my ass, all of y'all. All right. And that's how um, I don't know where I was going with this story. But no, but in terms of following. Fo- yeah, I, I, I being was, yourself. I was mm-hmm. I was I was somebody who was completely family. Like, that's what I was saying. I was completely family, didn't care and went to ver- being very conservative. But when that changed was when I had my kids. Right. When I had my eldest, when I had Haley. I realized, well, whilst I was pregnant, that um, before I got pregnant, I was working two jobs. I was working as a merchandiser and I was working as a waitress. I was from 16 onwards. I got pregnant at 18. And when I got pregnant, I realized quickly in St. Lucia, things were still backwards. They wouldn't hire a Rasta, especially a Bobo Rasta, traditional Bobo Rasta. 
So whilst I was pregnant, I realized, you know what, that's not going to work. Straight away, the motherly instincts kicked in. And I was like, I'm going to do everything I can to provide for this child. So off went the bobo dreads. Relaxer came back in. (laughs) (laughs) Playing the game. Relaxer came back in. And I decided from there, and to be honest, I think was probably one of the major contributors to the breakdown in my relationship with the dad is because I poured my heart and soul out into that child. And I did it for all three of my kids. I pour everything into them. When I became a mother, I went from showing the, you know, party, do whatever she wants. I keep saying Pamela to showing the mother. And when I was the mother, I was very involved. Fathers went out the window. It was all about my kids. A lot of people may not know that, but I was parent governor at my kids' schools. I would go into the school to help read to other kids. I was the one who taught my son how to write at school when the teachers dismissed him and said he he, he can't do the work because what he's saying doesn't make any sense. No, he couldn't write. He's a left-hander. He couldn't right. write properly. Right. All right? And I had to take the initiative to do things to make sure that these people could read what my child was saying. You understand? Making decisions, not just for my kids, but for the kids in the community. I was that mother. I was the irritating mother in the <laughs> playground for you. No? Great. I'm judging. You should judge see the all judging. You want. The judging face of all Fiona. Right. I'm judging. I was the one calling the, the tea breakfast mornings and mm. the tea mornings and the coffee mornings for the parents. <laughs> Okay, in case For anyone is wondering what that sound was, that was Fiona, that was Fiona sucking her teeth. Sucking her teeth, or as we say back home, stoops in. She was stoops in. I'm also clicking my throat right now. Yeah, because... I was the mother who would call the coffee mornings and want to make sure that all the parents were on the same page and what we're doing and going off to the days out with the school. I was that mother. I poured everything into my kids. Then I decided I wanted to pour some of that into me. So I went back into university and I was at university, full-time mother, working as well with my for my three children. Mm. So I gave all of that to them. And that's why I said earlier that my kids cannot say that they did not understand or they don't know whether or not I love them. There's absolutely zero question. So that was me back then. But now I'm... I, did a complete free 80 again. 180, 180. 180 again. And I'm back to the Pamela. But this time, the Pamela is not, I don't care. This time is, I'm pouring everything into me. It's no longer about the kids. They're grown. They've gotten everything. I've lost good relationships because I decide my kids come first. Mm. And I focus on them. I didn't put everything into the relationship. I put it into my kids. Well, I mean, the thing is, I I wouldn't say that it's not the relationship you stopped putting into yourself. I stopped putting into myself, definitely. I was last. Yeah, exactly. You were last. I was always last. You were last. From 18 years old, I was last. And Um, now? Now, girl, I am first. And the kid's not even a close second. Okay. Wow. (laughs) They're not a close second. 
and good for you, Sherwin. I be, it's time. I deserve. I, I've, time. I've reached a point where I believe mm. right now I've given them everything. I've given them all the tools. I left my home. Mm-hmm. I left St. Lucia. Haley was four. Jade was one and a half. Mm. And I took them up here with 20 pounds in my pocket. 20 Scottish pounds, by the way. And look at you. Look at you. In my pocket to give them this life. And I don't regret it Mm -hmm. at all. My kids are are amazing. They're the most grounded children you could ever come across. Listen, she's not exaggerating. No, seriously. children. My word. They're loved. They're respectful and respected. Mm. I pray that they never really get to know some of the things. <laughs> I don't think any of us fully ever want to know everything <laughs> our mothers have experienced. I don't want to know. I don't want I don't them to know. know. I don't want I don't them to know. They I don't know even, some. I don't even want to know that she had sex, even though clearly I my wish mother I knew had sex. my mother had sex. I wish I, I knew. You, well, you, know, she, you know, I wish she I knew. She must have. Yeah, she, a few times at she the very did. least. She did. But I, I think that would make me draw closer to her because of my personal Right. And Mm. you will see it if you're ever around me and my kids. You will see the Mm -hmm. way, the relationship we have, I have with the kids. My kids tell me everything. Beautiful. And I mean everything. Fiona Fiona is... Sometimes a bit too traumatic for me. I'm (laughs) like, hey, they tell me everything. I don't want to know if you are watching porn. I don't want to know if you've lost your virginity. I don't want to know if you've... Someone, my, yeah, I my don't kids, do that we good, stuff. we yeah. good. My yeah. kids have no problem coming to me and asking me about a sexual position. And on that note, thank I'm you very much. We are thank about you. to wrap up <laughs> this episode. I cannot. Like, how <laughs> my child going to ask me how <sighs> best to be in a back shot? I mean, come on now. Oh, oh okay. So you know, <laughs> I'm it's serious. Been such an amazing journey. You know, exploring <laughs> our experiences with mothering. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now it's time for us to convene 
under the mango tree. And this week we are journeying to Owali. Owali is the indigenous name for Nevis. And we're going to listen to the beautiful sounds of the ocean from various beaches in Nevis. Thank you so much, Jadine, for providing us with this Nevis meditation ocean soundscape. I don't want to talk about it. We're not talking about back shots. <laughs> I want to ask you both a question. Oh. What are you most thankful to your mother for? Oh, well. That goes to the both of you. <sighs> okay. So this is how we're going to end? Yeah. This is how we're going to end. I am most thankful to my mother. You know what I'm thankful for? I am thankful. I'm so much but what's coming up now, so in response to right now, I am most thankful to my mother for never bad-mouthing my biological father. Wow. wow. That's big. And I'll tell you why. My, because I, I have two dads. I have, as I said, you know, my biological dad, my stepdad, they're both my dads. And they dad me, father me in very different ways. And I appreciate them both in very different ways. My biological father made a lot of mistakes, a whole heap. And as we have said over and over again, our parents are human. My mother and my father became parents at a very young age in a time where they are children of the Windrush generation. My mother grew up in a small town in Sale in Cheshire. They were the only black family. My father was a Black Panther. Woo! Mm-hmm. Yeah, two very different people. Mm. You know, they met in Mosside in Manchester. Ross, My mother don't yeah. even know what Irashi was doing there, right? <laughs> and I think she ended up tumbling into some kind of rally or something. You know, my father is someone who started one of the first Saturday schools in Manchester. But my father in his interpersonal relationships was not the greatest. Yeah? And so my mother quickly realized that this was not a person that she could stay with and raise a child with and left him. My father's sisters, so my Jamaican aunts, badmouthed him. Everyone badmouthed him, but my mother did not. My mother made that decision, she told me many years later, because she wanted me to form my own relationship with my father, which was not based on other people's experiences Mm -hmm. with him. Exactly. And I thank her for that. My father is not perfect. I have discovered that as an adult. And we are exploring our relationship, my father and I. But I believe my openness to do so 
comes from that decision that my mother made to never murky his name to me. She would only tell me good things. My mother told me, do you know why you read so well? Do you know why you love books so much, Shani? I would say no. She said, because the minute your father found out that I was pregnant, he started to read to my tummy. Wow. And so as I became more pregnant, he would break out a newspaper. He would buy books. He would read to you. You came out and he was reading to you. She said, your father would be the one when you were sick and congested to turn you upside down and suck that snot from your nose. Mm. Whereas I, your mother, would stand on the side Ready and say, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's real <laughs> parenting. Yep. She said, but your father would be the one to change your dirty nappies. She said, because we couldn't afford pampers. So it was all about the, you the know, cloth. The cloth. Mm-hmm. And he would be the one to wash off your vomit and wash off your shit. He was the one who put you on a tricycle and taught you how to ride that. You love cycling because of that man. You love to read because of that man. You love black people because of both of us, but your interest and your passion and your advocating for your community comes from your father. And that is what you needed to know. That's amazing. And so I love my mother so much for that because as it turned out, he has a few issues. <laughs> Oi. But, but, mean, but that didn't cloud. No. That didn't cloud right. my Beautiful perception things. of him. And she's right. And, and I love her for I, that. And I, I'm grateful, Fiona, that you asked that question. That's I very honorable what she's done. Truly. Very, I, very honorable. I wish a lot more women would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that for my kids. Mm-hmm. My girls, their dad was in St. Lucia and I brought them up here. And as much as in my heart, I was like, my God, make an effort. Send them a birthday card. Yes. Write a letter. Yes. Do something. I give him all my details. Do something. In the end, I just took the initiative and I did it myself mm. from him. Oh, shall we? Because I wanted them to have that relationship with him. Right. I wanted them to know they had a dad. He wasn't a sperm donor. Now... What Shawin did not clarify, Shawin would write I understood. the card. Oh, I understood. And post it to the kids. I understood. As it. the father. I, I got okay. that. Okay. Oh, That's I got big, that. you know. And hmm. because I wanted them to know, I, I he he lo- he did love them. He mm-hmm. does love them. Mm-hmm. He loves them. I can't. I will never deny that. Mm-hmm. However, you could make some effort. <laughs> and my kids grew up. Under the impression that no matter what, daddy loves me. And I made sure daddy loves me. They knew daddy Mm. loves me. Unfortunately, they got to know him and they realized, like (laughs) you, that he's not perfect. He's not perfect. But he's still their dad. He's still their dad. And I always wanted my girls to know that you have a dad Mm. who loves you. And I, I praise women who do that because sometimes, unfortunately, because of emotions, we're very quick to judge and to blame and to fight down and to again because we're so emotional about things we we, we don't realize the damage we're doing to our children mm. because of the sins of their fathers and we need to be able to separate that right. so I really really applaud her for doing that yeah man magnificent kids will always figure out who their dads exactly. or their moms are always, always. They will. In time, in yeah. time, it always, always, oh, because we grow and we yeah. become adults and we are able yep. to to see things for ourselves. Yep. 
you know? So yep. you don't have to. Nope. If this person did you wrong, they did you wrong. You yep. discuss that with your, your girls yep. and whatever, but your it's children, yep. has, it has nothing. nothing. As long as they are I not in never. physical harm, exactly. mental harm. Exactly. If they are not in harm's way, then you don't exactly. have to go there. We don't have to right? say their names. So we what don't. are you most grateful for? Um, you know, thinking about it, I'm really grateful for my mom that now my mom has the opportunity to be the most amazing grandmother. My mother loves her grandchildren. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I watch the way she treats them, um, my kids and also my sister's kids. And I'm like, man, you didn't do that shit for me. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why? If my if Lucas, for example, says something or does something, and I get upset, she's like, "Leave him alone, oh, hey, leave him alone, leave him alone, Le- let him be." I'm like, but if I did that, you'd slap me. You understand? <laughs> you you tell me. <laughs> Grandmothers are a trip. You understand? You know? But maybe so it was why? at the space that she was at the time, mm. and that is again down to the understanding. That's where she was back then. Now she's more comfortable. She's happy to have her kids around her, her grandkids around her, and she will just give them all the outpouring of love she can. She couldn't have done it for me. She couldn't have. She was not she in the position to, yeah. to do it for me. She was not in the position to tell me, showing, look, 50 pounds every month to right. put on uh, just pocket money. Mm-hmm. She wasn't able to do it, but she's able to do it for my three kids and for her grandkids in St. Lucia now. And I'm very, very grateful for that. She'll call them and she'll say, do you need anything? You know, Lucas, I really don't want you wanting anything because I don't want you to think you could ask your friends if you want anything Granny have lots of money. Granny can't give it to you. Can she be my granny? <laughs> you understand? Yeah, I can give it to you anything you want. Just name it. You understand? So yeah. I'm very, very thankful. And not just for her generosity, but it's the love she pours into them. She will call them. She will speak to them. She wants to know about school and their exams. She wants to know what plans they have. Do they need anything? Do, do you want, oh, Jade, I saw this nice new dress. I thought you would like it. Or oh, we just get a, a, a package coming to the house for the kids. You, you understand? She'll make sure, make sure they're happy. Always want to know they're happy. So I'm very, very thankful that she is the best grandmother. Wonderful. She is. She Wonderful. really is. What are you most grateful for, Fiona, as we wrap up? My mom, like my brother always says, oh, you're so soppy, you're so emotional, you're so this. But my mom is very, as we know, quite emotive, right? But one of the things she loves to do is make you pause and appreciate moments. So if we're somewhere, she would be, hey, Look at that sunset. Isn't that beautiful? Or she goes somewhere, she'd be like, ah, oh, look at those fields of lavender or whatever. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? Oh, just let's stop and look at this moment. Isn't Look at this view. She always does that. Um, and sometimes you're in the mood. Like, you might be somewhere or whatever, but she really does make you stop and pause and look at beautiful things. And she'll come and she'll hold your hand or she'll put her arm around you and she says, I just want to appreciate this moment with you. And I mean, you can't really ask for much more in this life, right? You want to appreciate beautiful things with the people who you love the most, right? And she makes sure to articulate that and to make life stop to have those moments. And there's been many times because obviously being a wife and a young mother and all of that, and it's only until 
I was in my 20s at uni, she had a shop in a hotel where she started to have her own money. And she grew tired of waiting around for my father to make time for them to travel to all the places that she wanted to travel to. So because I was in London and she wanted to go and see these places in Europe, a couple of summers, we went to different places in Europe. So we went to like Russia, Czech Republic, we went to Italy and different places and do like road, road trips around these countries because she really wanted to see them and she took a lot of time to even sometimes she'd just say look at this dish look at the intricacy of how they painted it and look it must have taken them so much time so she really showed me the beauty in the details and to stop and pause and look at beautiful things and to share it with the people that you love the most and I think that's that is something I couldn't be I'm so grateful for that perfect So, ladies and gents, we are here with our segment of What Brings You Joy This Week. Because life is about joy. We are here to be happy. So, Madam Shawin, what brings you joy this week? Well, this week, I stumbled upon Lila Aiki. I hope I'm pronouncing it properly. Lila Aiki. Oh, my God, what a beautiful young lady. And there's a song she performed. I don't know what performance it was um it's called where i'm coming from mm. and my god the girl sang with her heart and i felt every single note such a beautiful song beautiful woman with her massive afro and just looking so good and singing it just really really made me happy so now i'm fangirling lila Aiki. i'm loving her <laughs> love her that's what's bringing me joy this week nice. and she's jamaican eh? uh, that's right yes right. she is hello hello jamaican in the house big up caribbean <laughs> okay. big big that's right brup, brup. <laughs> chantal what is bringing you joy this week Oh, you know what? Love and the possibility of love is bringing me joy. Mm. I have not been in love for quite some time. I haven't been in a relationship for quite some time. That doesn't mean that I haven't loved, mm -hmm. but I haven't been in love. You know, when mm -hmm. you the butterflies and all the yes. ting and the ting and the ting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been listening to, I think just at the end of last year, Lucky Day, dropped his latest album and it's comprised of duets and duets make me really nostalgic for when we were growing up in the 80s and the 90s and someone would always drop like this beautiful ballad you know I remember we had that one always mm -hmm. oh your life the sun right away when you come around you bring brighter days yep. Yep. right yep and so this song i don't know there's something about it that makes me think of those times and of course you know because even though i'm not in love or in a relationship i still welcome reminders of that and so lucky day has a song with queen naja and it's called Dreams. And I am not going to sing it. And I don't think we can play it. Can, mm. we, can we play just a few seconds Ooh, without? No. Maybe seconds. we can play a few seconds. Let's let's try. Let's try. We're going to try before, um, you know, because people might come and. <laughs> <laughs> two seconds. People, just a two seconds. Okay, let me try, guys. And we'll see if we can get away with um, playing. And the name of the album is actually called Table for Two. Which is so nice. That's very sweet. Okay, all right. So I'm just gonna. Play this. 
<clears throat> Hopefully, um, take out the intro. <laughs> take out the intro. <laughs> yeah, don't play the intro. Don't play the intro. Is that oh, the no. secret? Hey, hey, hey! I mean, summer evenings with your boo. Yes. Miss Lee, cause I don't want this love to leave. Ah. Uh. I see myself in Bora Bora. Yes. In 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 them in 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 no, I don't want to wake up. No, I don't want to wake up. And then Queen Naja comes in. You don't even have to question if the feeling is mutual, baby. Just like you would do for me, nothing I wouldn't do for you. Mm -hmm. I mean. Simple yes, like I that. Goose I mean. Yeah. And I've been playing it on repeat, on a loop, and it's just, it fills my heart every single time. You know why? Because there's a lot of music out there that's very much, I'm a savage, you know, fuck feelings. And we kind of, yeah. you know, we kind of glorify um, being cruel to people mm. and not, yeah, kind of fuck feelings. Like, just don't want to kind of express openly yeah. love to someone. It's like it, it equals weakness. And it's nice to hear you don't even need to question that I feel the same about you. I mean. That's a very beautiful thing. It's so beautiful. It and every single time I play Fiona and Shereen, my heart. I don't know if you guys used to watch, um, oh, I've forgotten the name of the show. Um, Jane, Jane the Virgin. Yes. And every time she was falling yes. in love or someone yes. was feeling love, you would see their heart kind of yeah. glow. Yeah. And every time I listen to this song, that's how it makes me feel. It makes my heart feel warm. So that is what has been bringing me joy this week. Amen. And that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful joy. Beautiful, beautiful joy. Um, what has been bringing me joy, not just for this week, but for many weeks, because I've, I've known about this song for a while, is a song called Mango by Kamau. I don't know this artist. I came across him randomly when I just left um, YouTube Play and the song came up. Mm. And it's a duet as well. And I love, actually, I, I think I haven't put enough importance on how beautiful duets are, you know? And it's male to female duets. Mm. And it is a male to female duet. And the song is called Mango. And what is really beautiful is basically the man is saying to the woman, you have found someone else, but I love you so much that I love him too because he's giving you all the things that I believe you deserve in life because I could not, and I recognize that I could not give you that. So the song, the lyrics on, on his side says, if you found some other dude, what would I do? If he truly loves you, if he loves you truly, how could I not love him too? If he improves you mm. more than I used to. I mean, that's a big man line, you know. Big. Yep. yep. To recognize that you are not able to because we have, we confuse love and possession a lot. And we think that because a man is very possessive of you or demands things from you that that equates to love. 
but he is recognizing that he wants so much for this woman that he's willing it doesn't he doesn't need to be in the equation so if you really love someone you it's not about what gratification you get from your being in their presence right and he says i don't want nothing but you it's kind of like a, a a trick line right i don't want nothing but you even if it ain't from me you know cuz a lot of people say i don't want nothing but you i don't nothing want from um, nothing but you but he's saying i don't want nothing but you getting what you need even if it's not from me that's grown that's love that's yeah. very it's pure, powerful pure love unconditional yeah. unconditional mm. and i don't think many of us understand that Truly. and he says cuz i love you because what love is is never selfish and you hear that love is not selfish love is not selfish but if you really love someone it's a willingness to let, let them go. go yeah boy and it's an act of service never selfish and on purpose and you know and the duet at the end like they do a harmonization at the end of the song mm. chills every single time beautiful video beautiful is they're sitting in a car like a old beat up car and they're mm-hmm. singing together it's magical but that gave me hope you know because we all have hope about love and it's not about being naive because it's never perfect mm-hmm. but within that is a willingness to give to try and also just you want the best for the person you love so that's what brought me a lot of happiness and even if that best is not you thank you amen Hey, hey, hey. So that's it for episode three of Your Mama. (laughs) We've been exploring relationships with mothers, mother figures, according to Fiona, motherships. (laughs) And thank you all for listening. We will be back next week, Wednesday. Remember, Wednesdays are when we drop our new episodes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Acast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and wherever you get your podcast fix. Please do remember to subscribe. I beg, subscribe, <laughs> rate, and review us. Remember, relatable because a shared journey brings hope. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.